Good morning everybody, Dr. Zuleta here. Today I want to talk to you guys about a little bit, uh, I'm going to continue on on what I was talking about. Um, I was talking about death yesterday. <clears throat> and I think, you know, oftentimes we are uh, in our society here in the West, we are scared about death. Death maybe frightens us and makes us think about things we hadn't thought about before and so it makes us a little nervous and so I want to kind of help people understand a different perspective and maybe see a different way of looking at death and more looking at death as a way to uh, remind ourselves of how great every single day can be of how how what a gift each day is good or bad day um, to be able to uh, to to experience uh, that the, the gift is just to be able to experience, and so one of the first times that uh, that I shared with you the other day uh, that I had to pronounce somebody death as a doctor uh, was at the hospital, and it was like 3 a.m. in the morning, and so I walked into the room. For those of you who didn't hear the story, and there was a, a lady um, laying in the bed, and if you want to hear the whole story, you can listen to the previous podcast on death. And so when I walked up, her husband was right there, and it was a couple that had been married for many, many years, and she had passed, and I said to him uh, that she had passed, and then he said to me, uh, okay, and he was very calm and very peaceful, and so I asked him, you know, how he was doing, and he told me that he was okay. And so that intrigued me, and I asked him a little bit to tell me more, and he said, she was good to me, and I was good to him. And those, those words were tattooed into my brain. And so that started for me to, 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 to help me understand that maybe death could be a measure of our lives. Maybe death could be um, a way for us to determine how we lived our lives. And so oftentimes when I am in the hospital and a lot of people, you know, of course... A lot of people die at the hospitals, and so we have to deal with this every day. There is two, you know, generally there's two ways that people die. Um, one of them is in a state of ang- anxiety and, 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 and angst and, and just despair and, and suffering and alone. Um, And sometimes that's a measure, oftentimes when I talk to families about these patients, they're away, they're in other cities, they're not there at all, Uh, they don't want anything to do with this person. And so, it's sad to watch us. And then, you know, some of them, yeah, their families are there, but they're having some guilt or some uh, reservation about how they lived their life and how much they didn't love their families or some sort of guilt, you know. And, and, and then there is another uh, type of death where people are almost thriving through it. Not almost, they're thriving through it. They're, they're at peace completely with what's happening. They're at peace with the lives that they have lived. They're at peace with their relationships, you know, their families. They're at peace and they're satisfied. Um, they don't have anything that's holding them back. And oftentimes their families are very supportive of this. So... These are the two main ways that I notice that people have, you know, and they come to that great divide, they come to those last days. And so 
in early in my career I read about this document that was a study that was done uh, with people that were on uh, hospice people that were in their deathbed and what they found is that most people in their deathbed they do not there is a couple of things that they want the first thing is that they do not want to prolong life eat feed means suffering meaning that you know if, if they're suffering every single day they don't want to prolong life and sometimes that is very hard for us to understand you know you would be surprised maybe to you right now it sounds like oh you know that's a no-brainer but many people in the hospital they're suffering and their families don't want to let them go. They don't want to let them go. They want to keep keep going with the machines and whatever's keeping them alive. Of course, you know, I respect every religion and every point of view. Um, but most people, you know, about 95% of the people, they say they want to not prolong life. Eat, feet means suffering. And so that's the first thing that help us guide these moments. The second thing is that they want to be with their loved ones. Uh, that's the second thing that they say they want to do. They want to be with their loved ones. The third thing is that they want to have control over the things that they can control. So not being in pain, laying in the bed, laying in the chair, drinking water, eating meals, whatever it is that they want, um, they want to have control over the things they can control. And one of the other things that they want is that they do not want to uh, have any grudges. So they want to mend any relationships that have uh, been broken. And so, you know, when we look at that, of course, it helps us guide our therapies and at the end of our lives. But for all of you listening out there, this is a great example of how we can take these lessons and be able to implement it into our lives. Okay, not prolonged suffering. Uh, you know not prolonged suffering so anything in your life that's causing you suffering don't you know get rid of it you know get rid of it it's, it's, it's almost you know it sounds so simple and of course it's easier said than done but but this is a key factor in life the second thing is you know uh, be close to your loved ones be close to your loved ones you know if, 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 if we were gonna die today be close to your loved ones as much as you can uh, because in those last moments of death this is the things that um, that will help you feel at peace and when you go to sleep at night too so um, mend any relationships mend any broken relationship that you have it doesn't mean that that other person that you have to agree with that person or that you have to um, be with that person all the time or maybe you do, you know, but just mending the relationships, writing a letter, sending a message. <sighs> giving them a phone call. So mending those relationships uh, seems to be very important at the, at the end of our lives. And so those are some of the most important things. And then having control over the things you can control and letting go of the things that you cannot control. What a great thing that we can implement into our daily lives, right? 
And then the last thing I want to leave you with is uh, the country of Bhutan. They actually have a, um, a practice every single day that they, it's a very cultural practice for them. And what they do is that they meditate on death about five minutes a day. And they do this to help them have groundedness to be able to see whether they spend their day the way they want it to. And this is really important uh, because it, it helps you see our own, uh, our own finalities, our own uh, limitations in life, but it allows us to see where we're not limited, where we have a lot of control, what we can do to beautify every aspect of our life, our relationships, our community, our families, our bodies, uh, our minds. And so it's really important to realize that that way uh, you're living your life, you know, as if, uh, you know, with, with, with squeezing everything out of the juice of life, you know. So, um, so that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, about, you know, what are some of the things that we can in- incorporate from death? Uh, what are some of the lessons and what are the gifts that death brings us? Uh, And that's it for today. All right, everybody, Dr. Z here. And remember, thrive on, thrive forward, and take it easy.